When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Well, listen, buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Seven past midday, it is uh, time for Midday Madness. You can text us on double eight double three. That is the Temper Bedpost uh, text machine. Temper and Bedpost, like no other, their range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head up and feet up in comfort. Uh, so text us through anything that you want to check out uh, or talk about. Happy to talk at all, really. There was so much sport on this weekend. You can also call us on 0800 150 811. Some of the things that you might want to talk about, we've talked Rugby League World Cup, right? The Rugby League World Cup, what did you make of the Kiwis up against Lebanon this morning? I think the Lebanese gave the Kiwis more of a test than most of us thought, but we'll see how that goes. I think they're probably the second best team in our group. Uh, they play Ireland next, which is going to be really interesting, so looking forward to that. You might want to talk the NPC semi-finals. Uh, I thought uh, that Auckland-Wellington game was going to be tight, but no, Auckland just didn't turn up. Wellington blew them away and are deservedly finalists. Can they get over their Canterbury hoodoo? Uh, well, that'll be the question. We can talk about that as well. Great weekend in the Heartland Championship. I've got to say a special shout-out to uh, the guys from Natipuro East Coast. Remember last year, about halfway through last season, this was a team that had a record losing streak in New Zealand rugby. I think it was 54 games. They had lost back to back to back. They not only got over that hump and won a couple of games at the end of last season, they've now improved so much that they are hosting the Lahore Cup final. That is a massive turnaround from uh, them, and everyone involved uh, deserves a, a very much a, a congratulatory slap on the back for that. So you might want to talk some Heartland rugby as well. Of course, we had boxing on. So many fights. We saw Deontay Wilder return to the ring for the first time in a long time, and I thought Robert Hellenius was going to give him a really good challenge. Another big man with a lot of reach, uh, but he just walked him onto a right hand in the first round, and bang, she was all over. See you later. We also saw Caleb Plant back in action after his loss last time out to Canelo Alvarez. He uh, was a, had a great win with a big left hook. And then we saw our Kiwi boys in action too over in Aussie on the undercard of Cambosis Haney too. And David Nika really impressed me. Uh, Hemi Ahio, not so much, but we'll talk about that if you like as well. And what we did and did not see from Hemi Ahio and how big a future does David Nika have, do you think? It continues his unbeaten run. The Phoenix were in action. Uh, probably should have beaten the Central Coast. Didn't. They got a draw, had to come from behind in the end. They will be disappointed. We'll talk about that, uh, of course, from the Premier League this morning. Liverpool. Um, getting up and beating Manchester City by a goal to nil as well. Something of an upset. Tell you what, Manchester City, 
They want to chase Arsenal down and win the Premier League. They can't be dropping points to mid-table sides like Liverpool. Uh, so that might be something that you want to talk about. 0800 150 is our number, or double eight double three the temper bedpost text machine. Uh, joining us first is uh, Dean from Dunedin. G'day, Dean. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. But mid-table Liverpool, wash your mouth here. Come on. Well, mate, well, I mean, they, they, they were 11th before kickoff. Come on. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't, I, I, they're my teammate, but I don't know anything about the APL. You've got to have someone in it, EPL, whatever they call it. But for me, I want to, I want to give a big shout out to the Wellington All Blacks that have been sort of looked past, and probably rightly so too, to be fair. Apart from Armoa, but the fact that they've come back for Wellington, and it really means something. Like I watched that Auckland game with interest. That was for me. That was a hard pick for the weekend, and. It wasn't the scoreline. It was the for me. It was the way they achieved that scoreline. Now, Canterbury, just we all know, it's just Canterbury. So that can be a mental block for a lot of teams. But if Wellington can produce, I'd say half that performance, they will run Canterbury incredibly close. If they can produce that performance, they could bloody near annihilate them. They just controlled everything. And seeing Armoa free on the wing. I do not understand why Dane Coles, Cody Taylor are not in the New Zealand A side and that boy isn't on the reserve bench for Takiyaho. Yep. I know he is, he must have had his wee demons, but someone's got on his in his camp and worked through it and my God, we need him in France. I 100% agree with you. I, you know, I, I don't think, you know, all respect to Dane Coles, he's 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 got great mana in the game he has a lot of um, experience he knows he's got leadership he's got that mongrel that you sometimes need as well but come the World Cup he's going to be 37 and I don't know that you can rely on his calves at 37 to get through you know any footy at that at that level I'm Ricardo mana doesn't win rugby Armoa right now coming off the bench after Takiaho's done his magnificent job that he's been doing since they gave him a chance I, we all talk about Lamapi and what he had, and I wasn't a real fan because he was hot and cold, much like um, Akira Iwani. But um, Moa now, every week, I've watched him for, since they played Hawks Bay in the Shield Challenger. For me, I thought that was the battle of the next all-black hooker under Takiaho with the boy Thompson. I really rate him as well from Hawks Bay. But he, he played better that day. And actually played the whole game. Like he did, they didn't take him off. And I don't think you'll see in this game in the weekend, I don't think TJ will leave the field, I don't think Julian will leave the field, and I don't think Amal will leave the field. And they'll try and reproduce. And they got confidence. Like, that, that, was, that was emphatic in the weekend against Auckland. Like, they just played. It was... I hope it's not a... It can't be a week too early, because I've been doing it for a while now, and they just look so good. Like, it was good to watch. Like, yeah, it was, it was great, great to watch. Great. You know, and the other thing too that Dean, which I think gives people who are neutrals in this hope that it's going to be a tight final, or Wellington fans hope that they're going to win it, uh, is the way that Bay of Plenty, particularly in the first half, dominated Canterbury at set piece. And you watch that, and I thought, well, if Wellington can do what they did against Auckland, Canterbury maybe that that uh, the forwards, the way their forwards are operating at the moment, isn't quite there. Well, totally. But I mean, uh, yeah, you, uh, no one that knows anything about the game would, would write Canterbury off. They've been there, done that so often. Mm. But you've got to take your hat off to Matt Todd and the coaching group that he's got. That He's not racing all-black reserves back in. They just keep building and building and building. And for the province to have three titles up for grabs, and they're in the final of all of them, 
Like I, I, you just gotta, you gotta admire it. You can't be critical of it. You've got to admire it, and if you can't learn from it, you're, you're just chasing your tail. Yeah. But I just thought I'd give a give a shout out to Wellington because it's been a long time, and that that plan some that's bloody good rugby to watch. That's all I can say. But you've got to enjoy it. They're throwing the ball around. They're hitting hard in the tackle. They're freeing up just bullet trains out wide. Julian, he's playing better than he was when he was in the All Blacks. I know it's a grade down and you can't judge like that, but on the wing you almost can because he's doing the same thing. He's just destroying. But looking for work for me is the big thing. The second five, I don't even know the name of the boy, but he's doing everything right. He's in the right place. He's distributing. The fullback just looks like a we energize a battery waiting to get his hands on the ball, but they've got that much fight. If they get 50% of the ball, Ricardo, I think Canterbury could be in for a long day. Yeah, I think you're right, mate. I think you're right, Dean. Hey, listen, thanks very much for your call, bud. I appreciate your chat and your views on on uh, the rugby. Uh, Ed from Tolliga Bay is uh, waiting to uh, join us. Uh, g'day, Ed. How are you doing? Hey, Ricardo. So this story was for Staffy, but he's not in. So, bro, um, uh, Poro East Coast um, Heartland uh, Championship. Mm-hmm. They're in the local Cup final, bro. I know, mate. I know. How good so, is that? So, well, that's cool. So, so the background to my story is that my dad was East Coast player uh, 212, I think it was. Yeah. And uh, so he played in 1953 Wellington uh, Shield Cup. Uh, Shield. Anyway, and, and then I made it to the East Coast team when I was 23, and I was number 763. Well done, East mate. East Coast player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, last year, I got caught up for the legend, uh, Pudi Hoati. Bro, you're old enough. Yeah, I'm 53. Come on down and play the Legends game, bro. Down in Pakaruru Park in um, Ruatoria. Oh, yeah, man, I'm coming. So um, so I hooked up with all the boys, and so oh, I think I was like one of the oldest in their team because old Bailey Mackey and Steve, Steve Lancaster. Hey, uh, this big, tall park here while I was standing next to me. I was going, bro, when did you play for the taxi guys? 2021. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I was going. And he started laughing. I was going, hey, oh, I'm Bailey Mackey's friend from New Zealand Rugby Football Union. He just told me to bring my boots. I was going, well, who did you play for, Cuz? He goes, the Crusaders. I said, what? Wow. <laughs> and I shook his hand. I was going, dude, my son. Anyway, so um, they're in the local Cup final, Cuz. Mate, I know. Well, how, how good you is know. that? How good is that turnaround, eh? From that, I mentioned it so, earlier. Fifty-four losses in a row, uh, and what? Bro, you know, the next season they're hosting the Lahore Cup final. That's massive. Um, because when I went down there playing the Legends game, uh, Jose was there, and and he had his first win against Poverty Bay. And you know, we don't even do that. And then, but hey, guess what? The Legends beat Poverty Bay. We thrashed them, and I scored a try. Well, nice. How, what, how, how long? How far out were you? You know, thirty yards. Beat five men. Dive in the corner. Um, halfway. 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 Nice. Well, no, well, no. It's pretty cheeky because old Werner Bartlett, he's a young fella. He's halfback. He made he made the break. He was getting a runaway try. Well, I just backed him up. Well, I started sprinting from the halfway halfway line. And it took me 10 seconds to get them. Well, he turned around because there was nobody chasing from Poverty Bay. And he passed me the ball and I got to try out of the face, bro. And all my mates in Auckland were going, oh, come on, man. I said, bro, that's in the history book. Let's try under the post. And I got the conversion. Oh, how good. How good, mate. It's a dream come true. Maybe, Ed, you need to go this weekend to make sure they win it because you seem like you might be a lucky talisman. Bro. 
I've been drinking so much, and my wallet is pretty empty because been, <laughs> these fellas have been winning all these games, brother. My liver is just, I don't know if it can take any more cutting. <laughs> but, bro, when you get on the coast, you won't be drinking for one night. It'll be like two or three days. Well, you got to stay hydrated, right? That's what I understand, Ed. That's how I understand and exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, like when we played the Legends game, when Jose and his boys went on the field, bro, we just kept on rehydrating after the owl game. And we didn't even watch them play. <laughs> Bailey Mackie, we ran out of beer. And we go, Bailey, run out of beer. And they said, Bailey Mackie's got three boxes in his truck. So we went and got those out and we drank those too. <laughs> he, was, he went to the parade. Oh, never mind, Bailey. We'll enjoy these. So I was drinking with all the Poverty Bay legends, Uawa Nasty legends. Um, this is all the boys from um, my East Coast, Pano, Natipuro. Oh, it was an awesome, awesome day. Awesome day. And now, another big day's coming up, man. Another big day's coming up, Ed. Well, look, all the best to oh, you and your Nati Pro East Coast team Rick, this weekend. Ricardo, before yeah, I leave you. Yeah, bro. Bro, I played one season for East Coast. Yep. I played 10 games. Bro, I was player of the year. Mate, what happened? Where, why'd you only play one season? Because um, I like my little beersies after the games. And then um, I got selected for the seven. In 1994, Telecom 7s, and we went down there. Bro, did you know they have a beer tent outside of your uh, hotel room? It's a 7. How good. And they give you beer tickets. <laughs> and so I said to the boys, hey, this is the first day. Are you fellas coming out for a beer? No. Well, give me your beer tickets. So, bro, I went down to that beer tent, and I just got all the free beer, and I hooked up with all these boys from North Otago. And uh, we went out that night and we partied all night. But this is a Saturday, so we still got to play Sunday. And then um, got home at 5 o'clock in the morning, got back to my room, and my roommate, all his cousins from the East Coast had come in. And they were sleeping in the beds, and they, uh, I had to sleep on the floor. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. Nah, but anyway, the next day, oh, I went to breakfast. Eric Rush is sitting over there with North Harbour and having a feed, and he, he looks up and he goes, Eric, I go, yeah. Are you fit? I was going, no, I'm a bit hungover, bro. Anyway, we go to play um, Mid-Canterbury. This is, bro, Mid-Canterbury. We go to play them for our next game. And um, so I stretch out and warm up. And then my roommate, his pizzas, he's coach that I went out and I came home at 5 o'clock in the morning. That's why I got kicked out. Mate, it sounds like it sounds like an epic, epic tale. Ed, thanks very much for your call, bud. Go well, and uh, hopefully your East Coast team get up this weekend. This is Afternoons with Staffy here on SENZ. It is 20 past midday. Keep your calls coming in. 0800-150-811. No staff uh, today. He will be back in the hot seat tomorrow. It is uh, 12.26. Ricardo Ball with you, and keep your texts coming through. Double eight double three is the temper bedpost text machine, or you can call us on 0800-150-811. Now, Dean called through earlier, and when I talked about Dane Coles, I talked about a few of the things that Dane Coles does have going for him, and one of those I mentioned was mana, and I think he does have a lot of that. Uh, he he kind of wrote that off, Dean, but uh, I've had this text come in through from Brett that says, Mana doesn't win games, Dean? Question mark. When you think of Mana, Ricardo, you think of Buck Shelford, correct? I think he went all right as skipper at the highest level. Yeah, don't disagree with that. Don't disagree with that at all. Thank you uh, for your text, uh, Brett. You can keep those coming through on double eight double three, Jade. Yeah, fair, fair play. Now, Jade texted me last week, Sam, 
and we were talking about the rugby and I uh, suggested that he was having a laugh because he was he was going to put his, the bet that he won off us when I was doing Smithy's show on the Lions to win 13 plus against Auckland. I said, but you're just mm. throwing it away. What oh. are you doing? What are you doing? And uh, yeah, Jade's laughing now. Um, did you think it was going to be closer or did you think that Auckland were going to Get the job done. Well, yeah, I thought, I thought, uh, and away in Wellington is always going to be tough, but I thought it would be a heck of a lot closer than that, but Auckland just didn't turn up. But, uh, That's okay because uh, I was probably the biggest preacher of uh, Samoa beating England in game one of the Rugby League World Cup. So mm-hmm. I've got eagle over my face. We, we've got a text about that, actually. Do we? We yeah. don't need to read that out. Yeah, um, uh, oh, Mikey, Mikey G. If Sam is working today, can you ask his opinion for what happened in the Samoa versus England game? Uh, listening to punters last week, no one gave the Poms a chance, nah. but the result was nothing short of a smackdown. Yep, and I, I'm i still sort of speechless, you know, 24 hours mm. on, because... Um, you know, the England side on paper was not a very strong team at all. They had, I think, three or four NRL guys, um, you know, and I guess they got guys like George Williams who has played in the NRL before, but Samoa were just dismal, and they just gave up. They really just gave up with 20 minutes to go. I mean, it could have been like a 30-6 to six scoreline. It was 60 because they gave up at the end. I was, I was just shocked, and two storylines come out of it for me. Firstly, I don't know if Samoa can turn that around. Like, if they had lost, say... 20 points to 18 or something you'd think okay well they'll just they'll get their act together for the next game and the next game and this mm. game but to go down by basically 60 points I don't know how you recover from that in a World Cup and then conversely England you'd probably say of, of the big names big name teams so far they're probably the most impressive the yeah. Kangaroos weren't that impressive we were pretty scratchy this morning um, yeah so just blown away speechless I don't know what to say other than I'm sorry to everyone that I sold up the creek, <laughs> including myself. But you weren't the only one. I thought the same thing. You looked at that Samoan team on paper and you thought, wow. Oh, so question marks have yeah. to be around Matt Parrish, don't they? I think so, yeah. in the job. And someone raised a great point, um, and I can't remember the exact wording of it, but was basically around an NRL team that has, I think it was seven or eight grand finalists, can't uh, lose to 60 points from a team that hasn't played together in three years. There's only one thing that comes down to, and that's coaching, which yeah. I found quite interesting. So remember the Johns brothers were, were going for that Samoa gig as well. And that's so right. there's quite a bit of noise around, you know, they should have been the ones there, not him. And yeah, I just think, Ricardo, I'd, yeah, I don't know how they're going to turn that around. They'll obviously win their other pool games because they get easy opposition, but then they'll come up against a, probably a Tonga in, in the quarters. Yeah. And yeah, be curtains. Now, well, yeah. To be although, to be fair, you probably don't have to, you know, do um, the coach doesn't have to do a lot to get them up to play Tonga. Probably to it's be true. fair. I mean, it'd be a crack. I thought it would be a Samoa Tonga semi final, be a quarter final now, which will just be will be as cracking as a semi final would have been because um, it'll be emotional and passionate and all the rest. Yeah, but the Poms will be loving that because it might soften up yeah, whoever, well, whoever wins for the semi, I right? Think, yeah, England probably will end up making the final now. What about the, and just quickly before we get to news, what about all the chat around um, the anthems? Because there's been no singers, right? Yeah. They've just played them out over the loudspeaker. Yeah. A bit weird. But weird? Well, I don't Does know. It? Yeah, I, I mean... I, I guess they do that at World Cups, don't they? Football World yeah, Cups, football they just World play Cups. it out. Yeah, they just... I mean, from a football point of view, quite often that's they what just, happens. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, but it's a, a very much a rugby thing to have someone out there with a microphone. Yeah, true. You know, And those end goals, man. Yeah. How narrow are they, eh? How well shallow oh. are they? Well, as someone said, getting a repeat set 
um, in those is actually very impressive because it's you know basically half what they have in the NRL. Um, all the texts are coming in now. Yeah. As much as Samoa Bat, no, like Vaughan. By, this is what I'm saying. England were the best team over the over the last few days. Um, I thought they played brilliantly. I don't think Samoa. I mean, Samoa did play very very poorly, but I think England played fantastic. I think credit to them. George yeah. Williams is a great little player. I loved him when he was at the Raiders. Yeah. I thought he was great. You know, and that's the thing. He's played really well in this England setup, which says a lot about um, Sean Wayne, right? Because he had a poor Super League season. Um, but mm. has turned it on for England. When, you yep. know, and they're missing probably, what, half a dozen guys who should be there, like Johnny Lomax yep. should be there. He's probably their best prop. Yep. Um, they've got some guys out. Uh, I know that, uh, what's his name? Oh, now, now I'm going to draw a blank, but one of the English guys, second rower, plays for... Um, Canberra who was running uh, is suspended was suspended for this game, you know, but his suspension's lifted for the from the second game onwards. Okay. So, so you know they they, they were down they were under man. They were under man, but I mean and like Dom Young obviously was was brilliant. Um the Newcastle Knights winger, obviously Victor Radley is Victor Radley. Um and then you've got your your whiteheads in amongst it. So it wasn't that I thought um that England were gonna be shocking. It's just that I I wasn't expecting certainly wasn't expecting them to beat Samoa. And I didn't think that they would go deep into the tournament. I think they'd lose in the quarters or the semis. But mm. to, attitudes change somewhat, Ricardo. Yeah, to indeed. be honest, it has, mate. It has uh, massively. Now, if, if you've got something you want to contribute to that conversation about Samoa, England at the uh, get Rugby on the League phone, Vaughan. Give us a call: oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Or you can text us on double eight double three. We'll be back with more of those after the latest in news and sport with Johnny Mac. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Twenty-five away from one o'clock, Gull fueling your mission all year round. It is our mission to get you talking about your favourite sporting moments from the weekend, right here on Midday Madness on Afternoons with Staffy. Staff will be back uh, ne- tomorrow. Ricardo Ball in with you today. A few texts that have come through. Uh, Vaughan, uh, that England team is solid, and uh, you know as bad as Samoa were, that was a very good England team. Can't disagree with you on that. Uh, I had Radley, Farnworth, and uh, Tōu all to score tries, but Tōu let me down. You know, that wouldn't have been a bad multi if it had come in. And uh, there are some rumours that Jerome Lewis said after the game, uh, can we call them daddy um, from Chris, which I think is uh, uh, alluding to something he might have said after the grand final, Sam. Yeah, well, he said in the build-up to the grand final that they were going to call him daddy or something like that, yeah. so a little homage there. Um but what about the Kiwis? Did you watch the game this morning? Yeah, the Kiwis I did, game? yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it was quite scratchy. I thought that, um, you know, the thing that I thought Lebanon did really, really well is their line speed was terrific. Michael Checker. You know, uh, so they gave the Kiwis no time. That's That to me is the Michael Checker, like, I think he goes into into teams like Argentina and, and obviously Lebanon and says, look, get up in their face and be strong defensively, and other things will happen off the back of that. They'll get frustrated. We'll make our own chances. I don't think he really focuses on the attacking side. He just focuses on defence, getting up in their face, and putting them off their game, and slowing the game down as well. And they sort of did do that for a lot of the game. Um, They probably just didn't have the talent, like I just mentioned, on attack to push it back the other way. Um, I think for the Kiwis, I think what you saw today as well was probably the, the how much we need Jerome Hughes. 
you know, a bit of direction in the back line there. I didn't think Kieran Foran had the best game, um, but I just think you put Jerome back in there. Um, unfortunately, he's injured at the moment, but I think he'll make a massive difference, um, as will Leota, too, with a bit of impact off the bench. I mean, got the job done. Yep. You know, and some impressive tries, especially from Joey Manu. Guy's a freak. Joe, um, Joe, the Joey Manu show. Because that was the thing. I mean, like, as much as the Kiwis didn't win by what we thought they would win by, it did feel like they had another gear or two to go to if they'd needed it. Yeah, and I think we all knew Lebanon was sort of going to tire it. What they did, what they didn't do, which is what Samoa did, was they didn't give up with twenty minutes to go. They sort of still pushed the game right to the end, which um, I guess credit to them. For the Kiwis, it's going to be a pretty easy road into the quarters and semis, right? Like, I mean, yep. that's just the way these World Cups work. Um, but we all know that it's either going to be Aussie. Well, no, it's probably going to be Aussie in the semi. Um, so we're looking at Fiji probably in the uh, in the quarter, which yeah. is which is beatable. So the I mean. It was all coming down to that showdown between Australia, us and Australia. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So uh, James has sent a text through saying, did anyone else have technical difficulties watching the Rugby League World Cup on Spark? I pay money for a service that doesn't deliver. I reluctantly purchased it after the last time uh, I got it for the Rugby World Cup um, and had the same problems. Well, James, I'm not sure where you are in the country, mate, but I watched it this morning and it was no dramas at all. Uh, the Kiwis game was fine. I do know that the opening game, England-Samoa, there were technical difficulties, but that wasn't the spark end. That was coming out of England, because I know that uh, Fox Australia had the same issues. So it might not have been a... I'm not sure which game you're talking about, but that might not have been a spark issue. It may well have been a uh, home broadcast issue. So uh, but thanks for texting through on double eight double three. A couple of other texts here. Rory with possibly the worst dad joke ever. Uh, that Samoan rugby league team, did that loss just appear out of nowhere? Appear, appear. Oh, it's good from you, Rory. I like He's, that, Rory. It's good from you, Rory. It's terrible, but I like it. It's terrible, but I like it. Keep the dad jokes flowing. Uh, you can't get enough. Uh, Zaid is with us on 0800 150 811. G'day, Zaid. What was your standout of the weekend, mate? Um... Graham Potter's Chelsea boys get another dub. Mason Mount. Did you see the three kick he got? Yeah, it was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, five wins in a row now. Um, he's definitely um, already bringing a difference. We've got Brentford on Thursday. That should be a win. And then um, who knows what Manchester United team comes out next weekend. But you guys are um, struggling to put goals in the net. Even um, who was it? Nicosia took you guys 90 minutes to score. I yeah. don't even know who they are. But, no, yeah, yeah. They're, they're a Cypriot team, mate. But that's what you get when you're playing in, in Europe. <laughs> you get these teams that will yeah. sit in a low block and they're hard to score against. That said... Yeah. Um, that's I'm pretty it. impressed with, with what um, Graham Potter's doing. Two big wins against AC Milan. A, one, a win in Italy, which um, a lot of Chelsea teams have struggled to win in Italy. But um, he's got some, yeah, he's got some good things going with Chelsea. Um, you know, um, a lot of depth. Well, you've got um, a Bomiang that can play strike, or you've also got Amando Brozier if you want to give him a go. You've got Kai Havertz um, up there. You know, you've got Thiago Silva, who um, is, a thir- is playing younger than he is. He is 38, but I don't think he plays like he's 38. He's still one of the best defenders in the Premier League. Um, for a 38-year-old, he's pretty good. Um, and you've got, like, Kula Bali and... You know, there's a lot of good players, Kukurea. So I think they should definitely beat Brentford, and it'll be interesting to see how they go against Man United. I know Brentford's not going to be the easiest game in Brentford, but um, you'd still say they should be forced the game. Um, and Nelson, Nelson Asafa Solomona looked pretty good. Um, he was running into the, uh, giving the old Lebanon a bit of 
run for their money and got a nice try. So I thought the uh, Kiwis not too bad, but first game, you know, the way it's, you always want to start not too good because then you might puff out um, and the quarters of the semi, so you just want to start building. You know, we've got to play old Jamaica. What's that game going to be like? Um, pretty messy. I know they played Ireland this morning. Yeah, they got touched up sure. by the Irish, 48-2. So I think we'll probably see the uh, the second string Kiwis get a run in that game. Make I don't sure think Ireland's the most popular team for rugby league, are they? What's that? Sorry, mate? I don't think Ireland's the most popular country for rugby league, is it either? Well, no, but they've got Luke Carey from the Tigers playing half, um, yeah. and they've got quite a few Super League players in their team. So, um, is there many good players in the French team for tomorrow? Do you think they'll beat Greece? I think they'll be, they'll have enough to beat Greece because they'll have the uh, you know guys from the Catalan Dragons and from uh, Toulouse yeah. um, who have been playing in Super League this season. So they should have enough to beat Greece, but I don't think they'll wouldn't, wouldn't they the shouldn't have enough to beat though, Samoa. Wouldn't be really, wouldn't be the best game for viewing. No, probably not. But you know, it's a it's a World Cup. I mean, that Greek story. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, the story around the Greece team and how they actually I got to the World it, Cup yeah. is uh, is pretty amazing. It's definitely yeah. worth a look, uh, Zaid. Hey, uh, I've had a text through here, Zaid, that's uh, asking me to ask you about Auckland losing to Wellington. I'm picking that that is from somebody who's a Wellington fan. No, they didn't turn up. Got a bit outclassed, and um, yeah, they never really. To be honest, Auckland didn't really click at all this season. Um, we're missing Sullivan quite a bit, and um, yeah, it just didn't quite click. And um, it's pretty much the whole Hurricanes team, really, if you look at the Wellington squad, a bit stronger. You know, Perinara and uh, Julian Savia, Ruben Love, so they've got probably a few more better players in Auckland. Um, Duplessy, Karifi, uh, Numia, so yeah. yeah and Almoa, how good is Almoa? Almoa's been yeah, he's on pretty fire. Good as well. and they're on a good winning streak. What is it, eight games in a row? So um, I think Canterbury's going to struggle with them as well. So yeah, yeah tell you, the, here's a question. Here's a question for not just you, Zaid, but for anybody listening about uh, the All Blacks 15 that was named. How's Kurt Eklund not made it? Because I thought that, but in that game against Canterbury, the semi-final, uh, I thought he outplayed both McAllister and Bell while he was on. He, he his set piece was superb. I don't know how he's not made that. I don't know. He was he was real good for the Blues this year as well. He's he's a fourth best hooker in New Zealand. I don't know how he didn't make it either. I don't know. Nah, good stuff, yeah. Zaid. Hey, thanks for your call, buddy. Cheers, uh, Zaid. We're with us on 0800 150 811. Keep your calls coming through or your texts on double eight double three. It is 16 away from 1. SENZ Afternoons with Staff. We know Staff today. He'll be back tomorrow. We're 11 away from 1 o'clock. It is Midday Madness taking your calls and texts. Double eight double three is the Temper Bedpost text machine or 0800 150 811. Dick from the Naki has messages saying, haven't got internet, but have Sky watched delay on three? Oh, okay, yeah, so he's watched the game delayed on three. A bit irked to see Sky Sports emblazoned on the back of the Kiwis jerseys. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why you're irked by it. I think it's just a, a, a great move from Sky, to be honest, because... Sky have done the same with the breakers, right? I guess if you if the Sky Sports breakers uh, and your Spark, are you going to bid for the NBL rights? And, the, uh, you know, they've got all the league and they've got the New Zealand Rugby League as well. They don't, just don't have the World Cup coverage. So this is a way of telling rugby league fans in New Zealand, 
you're watching the Rugby League World Cup, you want to watch Rugby League, you should, should get Sky. I think it's clever. Uh, but, Dirk, I get uh, I get that advertising on jerseys does play uh, havoc with people sometimes. They don't enjoy it. Clark said, uh, Liverpool, mid-table. Nice dig, Ricardo. You are still a Man United fan with a jealous eye on Liverpool's growing trophy cabinet. Well, Clark, thanks for your text, but it's not going to grow this season, is it? No, I don't think so. Uh, but we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Pete, I picked England to beat Samoa, but certainly not by the margin they won it by. They're underrated. This is probably one of the strongest teams I've had for a number of years. Samoa have only been together a short time. Lots of game breakers, but can they gel and play as a team? That's the big question. Uh, see, I, 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 I'm not going to say I disagree because obviously they lost, mm. but Pete raised a point there that I was bringing up last week that England had, hasn't played together in a number of years. Um, whereas that Samoa team is full of guys that all play together all the time in mm. Penrith. And so in my mind, they were going to be better in the first game of a Rugby League World Cup than England were. Probably the most the thing I was shocked about the most was that it was the complete opposite. So, um, yeah, I think, like I said, Ricardo, it's hard to see Samoa bouncing back from that when they just clearly didn't have it in the first. And you're talking their back line. You know, Luai, Targo, To'o, Crichton, these mm. are all guys that play week in, week out at Penrith. I, I honestly thought, do you know who I thought the two weakest players on the field were? Who? Anthony Milford mm. and Danny Levi, who are, in my mind, showed why they are not top-tier NRL talent. They really showed it in that game. They were, Milford defensively was a liability. Levi just simply did, didn't do a good enough job out of dummy half. Not that the other guys weren't at fault, but I thought those two were particularly poor. Interesting that Danny Levi's been signed by the Raiders for next season. By Canberra. Backup. Yeah. yeah, well, his backup, you know, yeah. he's not a he's not a first grade NRL hooker, mm. and that's probably this. Well, Milford probably does get a starting spot, but you'd argue he's he's on the outer. He's at the Dolphins, um, isn't he? Next I think year? he's going to the Dolphins next year. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you know, he, his career's coming to a close. So that'll be interesting. Uh, let's see how that goes. Now, I'll get your take on this too, because Ken has said Samoa needs the six Samoans who play for the Kiwis. Um, I don't know, know know that they do. I mean, it probably wouldn't hurt, but I mean, you just talked about all the talent they've got from Penrith. I don't know that. Talent's the issue. It feels like gelling and playing together is the issue. Yeah, that's like I said. I've I've sort of been speechless this last twenty four hours. You've got a premiership winning half. You've got three premiership winning backs. You've got Joseph Suali, who's arguably the the biggest talent coming through. Um, you've got a forward pack with the likes of Josh Papali'i. It's it's hard to really fault the team on paper and mm. coaching. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, we are eight away from one, and Steve from Auckland is called through on 0800 811. G'day, Steve. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Ricardo. I know you're talking rugby, and I'll get to that subject in a moment, but uh, but I was um, sitting down yesterday morning, and I was watching, obviously, like a lot of a lot of people, you've all got an EPL team, but uh, I was watching, um, I think it's called Match Day Extra. Yep. And it's sort of like an hour highlights. So i just got to say, man, what a good program that is. Yeah, they do it well, don't they? They do it well. Better than most oh. sports do it, I think. Oh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help but think to myself, man, um, rugby could learn a, a, a lot. I don't, don't know who the host was, but they had a couple of um, former players, you know, obviously guys who've played a lot of e- EPL games, and I just like the way that the guys just break the games down. Um, it's, it's just fantastic. Sets look really good, and it's bloody impressive. Um just on the NPC, I must admit, before the quarterfinals, I was actually hoping that some of the there'd be a few upsets, so we might, might see a might, might see a couple of underdogs in the final as well. And basically, why I say that is no disrespect to either Wellington or, or, or Canterbury, but 
boy, aesthetically, I just wanted to see some really good crowds mm. rock up to these finals, and I think, I think it would have been a lot better if it been in Bay of Plenty or Hawke's Bay or Northland, etc. But, you know, at the end, it was a credit to those teams coming through. But I suppose, you know, like a lot of people, NPC's my favourite comp, and you hear that from a lot of people, but, boy, the crowds just aren't turning up. No, they're not. You're right there, Steve. Thanks very much for your call. 0800 150 is the number. We'll talk more about that a little later on. It is six away from one. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.